The origin of storytelling goes back to the beginning of time. Passed down through the oracle tradition, stories give us insight, hope, courage, and the will to survive. Hearing about our ancestors' struggles and triumphs over hardship provides faith in our own ability to triumph when facing life's difficulties. Tales of mysticism, delight, and miracles, the things that inspire us, scare us, and bring us to tears. Storytelling is a powerful and imbuing method of allowing the imagination to be transported to a different time. It conveys history and myth. It stimulates hope and impels change. Yet at the core of storytelling lies a different intent, one that allows us to get caught in an alteration of reality, a reality that keeps us stuck in a state of powerlessness. This kind of storytelling appears in the everyday ordinary, without cause, without reason, and without justification. This storytelling is fabricated in the ego, lodged in the psyche so deeply and flagrantly that most people simply cannot untell their story. This kind of storytelling is destructive and self-limiting, and if you're human, the likelihood that you are telling these types of stories is almost certain. These stories repeat the past, sometimes as we remember it, but more likely in the altered form that comes about from getting stuck in a belief and perception of reality that while it may have had truth then, doesn't necessitate for a continuation of reality now. These stories make us unwell, create illness, ruin relationships, attract the unwanted, usually over and over again. They break down our finances, feed self-doubt, set us up for career failures, opportunity blocks, and disaster. They feed our falls, our breaks, our accidents, and our continuous expectation that things are not working out for us, nor will they ever. These kind of stories don't inspire a better version of ourselves. They move us to an adjournment of our dreams, feeding disillusionment and leading us into the dark. For 25 years, I've been studying why people become unwell. In other words, what makes us sick? Why do some people seem to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, and stay healthy and strong, while other people can follow all of the right doctrine and still fall ill? Some people say genetics. Some people say lifestyle. Most experts today say some of both. But the reality is, when put to the test, neither genetics or lifestyle consistently explains away why some people just remain healthy with incredible longevity and others do not. In fact, that exact dyad is what led me into the world of energy medicine, exploring and testing hypotheses of wellness inside the dichotomy of mysticism and science. What I found after 20 years of being an energy health coach is being well is about both. It's a balance of understanding the emotional, mental, and energetic aspects of well-being and how the internal world of being then creates the external conditions of experience that are related but not limited to health. In fact, more than ever, it's clear that our internal world not only creates our physical health, but it also dictates what we experience financially, in relationships, in our career, and in our overall status of life experience. 
What's even more exciting is the science backs this up more than it ever has before. And we are just at the tip of the iceberg with scientific findings that stretch into the reality of evidence that tells us, yes, we do create our reality. For a lot of people, that's a disturbing claim. Because if we say you create your reality, well, then those things that are showing up consistently are reflections of you and not of some randomized outside factor that happened to you or even some planned organization directed to you by those who meant harm. What it means is we have responsibility in what happens to us. And yet the most significant, beautiful aspect of this postulation is that we have responsibility, aka control, over our experience and what happens to us. This existential discourse provides that at the very core of our individualism is the inherent ability to create a life with an exacting course of intent. Unpopular as it is, I encourage you to examine the possibility that your physical life conditions are indeed reflections of the stories you've bought into and continue to tell over the course of your life. Even if you find truth in the stories you recap, either in your own internal dialogue or when conversing with others, pause and ask yourself, what would happen if I let go of this old story and if I choose to tell a different one? or even a different version of this one. Of course, things happen to us in our life. In childhood, in adulthood, even in our most empowered states, there are simply things that happen that are not good. But underneath the outward perception of why things happen to us is a larger storyline, one that our soul tells, one where we come into life with an intention to expand ourselves, knowing full well that even though things can and will happen to us that will cause us hurt, harm, and destruction, we know that the dark is where we will find the will to overcome, to grow, to facilitate transformation, and decide to lean into our spiritual realness, the part of us that never dies, that can never be harmed, that holds light always, even in those moments when the world feels at an end. This belief, this facet of our reality is what inspires a different kind of story. Not one where we forget the past, but where we acknowledge the truth of our existence. Where we revel in the ability to not just survive, but thrive as we choose to find clarity and purpose to become more. Those people we often look up to, the heroes, they tell the story of an embarkment on a journey of unpredictability, battling forces and conditions beyond their greatest imagination, never giving up until they've gained the keys to victory. Can you find your own inner hero? Can you tell a story that reflects your soul's journey? Is it possible to honor your human experience while allowing the possibility that your soul is delighting in the ever-forward motion and expansion of you as a being and in humanity itself. You know these stories you've been telling by how they feel, by the nature of victimhood or martyrdom that keeps you justifying why you just can't change. These stories keep your perception filtered to that of mediocrity, not because your life isn't enough, but because you've allowed your life to reflect the past, not the current truth of who you are. In every moment of your life, the words you speak, the thoughts you think, and the beliefs you hold precipitate an energetic flow forward of the next experiences. If your life keeps running on repeat, 
That's because you keep focusing on the retelling of what's already been. Even in the most present moment of time, here in this now, what you look out and see is here as a creation of the past. So tell a different story. Change your lens, your perspective, not to lie to yourself, not to fake it until you make it, but to honor the journey of your soul, to activate your hero and to sway the energy of the universe, to gain momentum on the things you want, not the things that were. Acknowledging the possibility that you create your reality through the stories of your life, not just from your conscious mind, but from your ancestral lineage, your soul's experience, and your subconscious learned conditioning and beliefs. Provide a backdrop of understanding that doesn't discount what's happened to you in this life, but provides a contextual examination of a larger story, one in which you arise as a hero of your own life. In this, you gain a new story to tell, one that allows you to fully embrace your life, your soul's gifts, and your strength as you move about on this journey called life. Storytelling remains powerful. It's the single most influential way in which we dictate the coming of our life experience. If today or in the future you find yourself recapping and telling a story that disempowers you and makes you feel negative emotion or drains your energy, take a moment to rewrite the words. Revise your take on it. Acknowledge the pain, the disruption, or the undesirable. And then honor yourself by letting it go and choosing to see a new future for yourself in which your most activating self, your soul self, is telling the reality of how things should be. Here are some guidelines for recognizing and changing your stories. There are three ways in which we tell stories. Number one, the things that happened in the past to justify or validate what's happening in our life now. For instance, there's been a Facebook post that's been going around with a picture of two 80-year-old women. One is a fitness competitor, lean, strong, with defined muscles, dark hair, and a nice tan. And the other one is a woman hunched over with a cane, gray hair, a long baggy sweater, and she gives the impression she can barely move her body. The majority of the comments on the post were expressing outrage that the latter woman couldn't help her circumstances, that she may have had an accident or health issue or something in her life that prevented her from being healthy and fit, which while that may be absolutely true, if those things happened in the past, it's not a reason or justification to not change things now. Now again, if that woman abhors exercise, is happily living out the remainder of her life in the state she is in, that's awesome. But this is a clear example of how people look in the past of what has happened to justify where they are at now and why things can't change, even if the thing that happened is still not happening and therefore really does not have any relevancy. Number two, from the viewpoint of what is currently going on, while there is truth to our current circumstances and the reality of needing to deal with what is currently happening in our life from a responsible and validating viewpoint, the present moment in your life is actually created by old energy of the past. If you stay fixated on what is happening now, only retelling that story, that same condition will carry over into tomorrow and the next day and the next day and so forth. The only way to effectively change your tomorrow is by telling a different story today. 
Going back to our example of the two 80-year-old ladies, you might say, I had an accident and it really changed the way I was able to move, the way my body felt, and even my mental state of feeling. But now I'm starting to feel better day by day. I'm noticing the small things, a lighter feeling in my body, a better outlook, and even though I'm still in this place of not feeling well, I know that I'll be able to get stronger and stronger. Maybe that second 80-year-old will never be a fitness competitor, but it is 100% possible for her to gain more movement, mobility, and change in her physical being. She might need a lot of support, asking for help, looking for resources, and finding her strength. But that's why we are here on this planet, to lean on each other, to challenge ourselves, and ultimately to expand and create new facets of our life. Regardless of your current state of being, you can change the story you tell today to change the outcome of your tomorrow. And number three, future storytelling, which for most people is based on what has happened, what is happening, and then a continuation of that into the future. The funny thing about future storytelling is you don't even really know what can happen in the future because there are so many possibilities and factors. But one thing is for sure, you can create a flow of energy that aligns with what you'd like to experience and therefore call in the cooperative components from the universe to propel you towards that future. Everyone is creating their reality, whether they realize it or acknowledge it. Do yourself a favor and trend towards something you want to experience, not the same old storyline that prevents your life from moving forward. So as you reflect, ask yourself the following questions. What are the things that keep you telling yourself about your life circumstances? These are the thoughts you think over and over on a daily basis. They justify why you are in the situation you are in and why you can't gain movement or change in the areas you want. What do you tell others? Sometimes for entertainment, sometimes for sympathy, and sometimes out of frustration or negative emotion, we tend to relay what we believe to be true about our life to other people. Start to create an awareness of what you are saying, as it is a window into what you are feeling and ultimately what you are believing. That belief is a foundation for everything you are experiencing related to the subject at hand. My favorite, what do you really want? Tell that story. You don't have to be in denial or lie to yourself, but there are definitely ways in which you can lean into a different truth by lightening the situation you are in, by changing perspective, and then also moving into a hopeful outlook that will be coming to you soon. Stay general at first. Just simply know better things are on the horizon. Look for how your past and current life circumstances have prepared you to create and receive something different in the future. If nothing else, know that the difficulty you've been through has positioned you for something so much better if you can just let go and receive. Allow it in and know you deserve. While telling stories is an ultimate part of the human experience, recounting what's already been is only useful to understand and make adjustments. But after that, it's helpful to focus on what will be based on what you really tell yourself about your life. The funny thing about perception is once it's shifted, your perspective about what happened and why shifts with it, even when looking back at terrible things that have happened to you. My hope for you today tomorrow and every day 
is that you continue to recognize you are a powerful spiritual being here in this playground called life, wanting, desiring, creating, exacting, and then choosing to discriminate against the unwanted while refocusing on what you'd like to have in order to create the best possible life experience you can while you are here. I'm your host, Erica Dom Page. This is the Modern Mania Podcast, an education and ideas podcast to help women, children, and families live the best version of their lives. I'll see you back here next week as we talk about the energy of disbelief, why feeling sorry for others actually helps to immobilize them. If you like what you hear, follow me on Instagram at Erica D. Page, on Facebook at Erica Dom Page, and subscribe to my podcasts.